Kyle. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I am your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 347, I'm inviting back on the show my friend, Jeannie Cunyon. We're talking about parenting and the power of the Holy Spirit. Get ready, y'all. I do think that there's a freedom and a frustration. Let's acknowledge that, okay? There's a freedom there because it's like, okay, I cannot do the Holy Spirit's job, right? Like he is gonna, he's the one who sparks their faith, sustains their faith, strengthens them, sanctifies them. That is all his job. But that can also be frustrating, right? We love them so much. We know that no better life is found outside of loving Jesus. So we desperately want the power to convince them that Jesus is better, right? We want the power to produce that fruit in their life, to spare them from the from the consequences and the pain of sin. Like it comes from a good place. And so it can be frustrating. It's frustrating until I remember, and I'll speak for myself on this. It's frustrating only until I remember that God loves my kids infinitely more than I ever could imagine, that He longs for them to live in the fullness of His grace and mercy even more than I do, right? I think we think that nobody wants this for them more than we do, and yet God in His sovereignty is in pursuit of them, and it's just sometimes really hard to see. And we want evidence of that sometimes when there's not evidence, and so it can be hard to trust that he wants these things for them even more than we do. And that's when I get frustrated and I have to go back to scripture and remember that he is good. He is faithful. Right? Okay. So there's more of that. But if you listen to this and you're thinking, I need more of Jeannie in my life, please go back and listen to the three other times she's been on the show. I can't believe the last time was episode 190, which was almost four years ago. So if you're newer to listening, you may not know Jeannie and her amazing gospel preaching truth, mom of five boys. Uh, And today we are talking about the Holy Spirit. She wrote a book called Don't Miss Out, Daring to Believe Life is Better with the Holy Spirit. That came out in May of this year. And now she has a seven-week Bible study for parents called Never Alone. And in it, you are going to be reminded of these same truths of the Holy Spirit and how they apply to your parenting to give you the hope and the help that you need for your daily challenges. And I think it goes really well with our Don't Mom Alone concept. It's going to just light a fire in you. And I think as we're heading into this season, we need some supernatural help, right? Amen. Okay, so if you are on board, you've gotten to the end of yourself, you need hope, you need empowering, you need strengthening, hold on to your hats. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Jeannie, welcome back. Oh Oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me back. Uh, Always a joy. Looking back at like other episodes we've done, you have been such a breath of gospel truth. In my mothering, I was thrilled to get to share you with the book and point people to you. And now, I mean, Holy Spirit, I am all for it. (laughs) And we we are here for this. I had a friend from school say, hey, you should interview Jeannie Cunyon. She just wrote a book on Holy Spirit. And I know you love the Holy Spirit. I was like, oh, I've interviewed her. And we're going (laughs) to interview her again. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Such a fan. And um, really, thank you for creating these resources. This newest one is a Bible study for parents. And I think a majority of the people listening may know, hopefully, if you don't know, when you profess faith in Jesus, you are promised an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And you get to walk in the power of God who overcame death, the resurrection power in your life. We know we should parent in the power of the Holy Spirit. But... (laughs) Life comes in like a train and that is hard to remember. So talk us through that for yourself, even as you're walking through releasing these words into the world. Yeah. I love how you just started because that honestly, I think the reality is not all of us know that by putting our trust in Jesus, we are given the gift of the Holy spirit. We don't know that. 
I mean, I can honestly say, Heather, that as a preacher's kid who has been following Jesus since I was eight years old, that it did not hit me. The, the magnitude, the, the beauty, the miracle of that did not hit me until several years ago. Uh, it's like, I knew I was the temple of the Holy spirit, but the reality that God's personal presence takes up residence inside of me to give me everything I need, according to first Peter, right. By his divine power, he has given us everything we need to live a godly life. And now I'll add to that and to parent the children he has given to us. And so if we don't know what we've been given, that's the first step, right? How do I parent in the power of the Holy Spirit? The first step is realizing what we've been given, who we've been given in the person of the Holy Spirit. Because if we are neglecting his presence, or if we simply don't know all he was given to us to do, then we will default to parenting in our own power. We will default to trying to do it all on our own. And so the first thing is recognizing who is the Holy Spirit and what was he given to me to do? Then we go from there. Now, how do I parent in his power? So when it comes to parenting, aspects of the Holy Spirit that you wrote in your other book that you think resonate with this mom, I mean, they're all the aspects of the Holy Spirit are amazing, right? Like I agree with you growing up in the church, I was even taught and I had to confess this belief and it's where I feel like the Holy Spirit presence. I, you know, when they talk about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, <laughs> yeah, I had one of those moments with the arms getting warm and the room swirling. And I know it sounds mm. crazy, but I'm willing to say it's crazy because that was my experience. Crazy. Okay. Yep. But I had to confess a belief that I was told that the Holy Spirit was only given for a time for the establishment of the church mm. and that God doesn't work that way any longer. And so I was reading all these things in the forgotten God book by Francis Chan. Yeah. Such a good book, but I didn't see them in my life. And I think you're exactly right. We could even know the facts. We could have read the new Testament. We could see Jesus's words and say, I'm going to go and send a helper and a comforter. And we've prayed those prayers. He groans on our behalf, you know, but not really confess a belief that God dwells in us and wants to get to work on our behalf and wants to give us everything we need to parent the children he has generously shared with us for such a time as this. And so, yeah, and there's also a distrust of the Holy Spirit. And so there are all these things. We really have to start by taking an honest look at what beliefs do we bring to the table about the Holy Spirit or what, uh, what misunderstandings or what neglect. And oftentimes it's to no fault of our own, honestly, right? We've either seen him abused in the church. And so we keep him in at arm's length, or we've just, you know, nobody's told us that that moment when we put our trust in Jesus, we were given the person of the Holy spirit. So there's all these things that can play into that, but an honest kind of assessment of who do, who is he and how do I interact with him? And how do I welcome his presence in my life is an important starting point. And so in the Bible study, we do that the whole first week is really just looking at who he is. And if I don't trust him, why? And if he shares the same character as God, the father and God, the son, then why have I, you know, treated him like the inferior member of the Trinity? So we really have to take an honest look at that first, right? Because if you don't trust him or you don't know him, it's pretty impossible to parent in his power. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what happens is not only are we living life in our own strength, but now we are trying to raise our children in the good news of the gospel, but we're trying to do it without the power of God. And so, you know, that's an important first step. You know, if you think about, so my last Bible study, mom set free, that's the one you and I talked about last time. It's really about knowing our freedom in Christ, right? Knowing that Jesus has set us free from all of these responsibilities and burdens that we take on as moms, right? All of these lies, like that it is our job to create a saving faith, that it is our job to produce the fruit of the spirit in their lives, right? All of you know, it's our job to make sure they have this picture, perfect future, all planned out. 
right? Like it's, it's our job to do those things. Now, obviously we play an important role in all of those things, but it's when we take on the ultimate responsibility, kind of assuming the outcome of our effort. Right. And so Jesus has set us free from all of that. Right. But then what happens is we go off and we try to live out that freedom in our own strength. And that's where this Bible study was birthed because I had written mom set free. And I know Jesus had set me free from all of these heavy burdens. I wanted to walk lighter and breathe deeper as a mom. I, I wanted to stop parenting from that place of worry. And I wanted to start parenting from that place of wonder, that hopeful expectation of what God is going to do in my kids' lives, even when I can't see it. And even when it's hard to believe it, and I am preaching a whole sermon to myself right now, <laughs> as you know, from the conversation before, before you yes, started recording, yes. life does not, it's not, it doesn't get easy once you write a book about it. Does it? it sure. It actually gets harder. And for those yeah. of you who may not know me, I have five boys who range in age from kindergarten to college. And so I am living this out in every kind of, uh, I guess you could say, what is it? Not season, but kind of, what is it, Heather? Like I have a kindergartner, I have teenagers, I have college, right? So they're every, all in Every phase stage. has its yes. own like thank you. unique challenges and gifts. And so, yes, thank you. Challenges yeah. and gifts. Yeah. We will not treat our blessings as burdens, right? Yeah, no, but it's, it's, it is real. And when it's like, I've shared we, when I talked to Jamie Ivy, we were talking about with the teen years, it can be very isolating because there's still challenges there that it's their stories and we can't be fully transparent on in public places with, but yeah, finding those people that are safe and recognizing we can write amazing Bible studies about the power of parenting and the Holy spirit and still struggle. Oh yeah. I'm on the struggle bus. <laughs> because knowing at our heads, you know, there is an enemy who's constantly going, you know, don't parent in the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, Jeannie, this is all on you. You've got this, wake up, do it all on your own strength. And so that's really what happened to me after mom set free. I started asking myself, why am I already struggling with things? I know I've been set free from, yeah. why do I find myself back in, you know, really stuck in places that I became unstuck from. Mm. And that's where the Lord's invitation to me was. It was Jeannie. Jesus set you free, but I have given you the Holy Spirit to help you stay free. It is in his strength and his power that you will live out that freedom. Like Galatians 5 says, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. So now it's about going forth in the ministry of parenting in the spirit's power. And how we do that is, you know, something that we're going to unpack in this conversation and it's going to be awesome. It's the time of year when we're buying lots of gifts and really throughout the year, don't you want to be a really good gift giver, like the best gift giver ever who gives something super unique and exactly what the person wants? Well, let me introduce you to a secret source for that. It's Uncommon Goods. Uncommon Goods has just right gifts for all your loves and likes. We're talking moms, dads, teens, in-laws, besties, your one and only, and it's not stuff you can get anywhere. At Uncommon Goods, they're unique and creative gifts, often handmade by independent artists and makers, and they have these gift guides so you can find the right match for the right person. I love you. Go click on their website. There's jewelry, women's, <laughs> men's, kids, home, and then fun. If you click on fun, you can go by interest, geek, sports, biking, music, reading, gardening, host gifts, travel, animal lovers, etc. And I saw that they had a history by mail six month subscription where they get a monthly gift. Basically, it's $40, which I think is really great with replicas of fascinating historical documents like Albert Einstein's correspondence with FDR, all kinds of things. I thought it was really fun if you have a history lover that they, the gift would keep on giving. They also have experiences. If you're an experienced person and you don't just want to give them more things, cooking classes, art classes. I saw a paint your pet option, which I thought was really fun. It comes all the with all the goodies to paint, do the painting and then a 90-minute video on how to do it. If you want to be the one who gives a high-quality, unique gift, go check out Uncommon Goods. And with every purchase you make, they're going to give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. So Bonus, as a Don't Mom Alone listener, get 15% off your next gift. Go to uncommongoods.com slash DMA. 
That's uncommongoods.com slash DMA for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. So first we have to know who he is so that we can trust him. And then we get to invite his presence, lean into his presence, stop neglecting his presence so that his power is activated in our lives. Okay. Now I'm thinking about that reel. That's really popular right now. <laughs> Do you know it? No. Tell me. Holy spirit. Activate. Oh, Holy spirit. Holy spirit yes. Activate. Yes. Holy. Okay, Everybody's so saying it, but I don't know that they get that. That's a real thing. I know, but it's a real thing. Yeah. And Hey, even that is a real prayer that you yeah. can actually do in your kitchen and say in your kitchen, Holy spirit, activate your power in my life right now, because we don't activate his power, right? right? It's not like we can't like flip a switch. It's really about recognizing, okay, this is important. It's about recognizing that he is not an it. Mm. He is not a power. It's not like, you know, when I think about uh, the book of Acts, when Simon wanted to purchase the power of the Holy Spirit and he was rebuked wow. because this is not, we don't get to turn a switch on or, or buy this power. It is the person of the Holy Spirit who manifests his power in our lives when we are yielded to his authority mm. and his leading. Mm. That's where it's at. And that's not easy to do, but it's the thing that will change everything about how we lead our kids. Yielding to the authority and the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our lives, not feeding the flesh, but feeding the spirit so that we're not grieving him so that we're not quenching him. Because when we're grieving him and quenching him, we are really, you know, to say it in very simple terms, we're getting in the way yeah. we're getting in the way of what he wants to do in our lives and in the way he wants to make himself known to our kids. I mean, the, the most beautiful thing about parenting and the power of the Holy spirit is that we get to introduce our kids to the supernatural power of God. We get to demonstrate for them an utterly other way of living yeah. that is only feasible, only accessible if they put their trust in Jesus. It's like being able to say, not only do I want you to have eternal life, you know, why do I, why do I lead you in devotions? Why do I pray with you and over you? Why do I drag you to church? Why do I welcome you on service opportunities? Why do we do these things? Because not only do I want you to know the beauty of having a relationship with a living God, but I don't want you to have to go through this life trying to do it on your own. That's why the Bible study is called never alone. We are never alone. We are never without the power of God if we put our trust in Jesus. And so I want our kids to see that. Like, it's yeah. not just about the eternal life. It's about in this life, you can do life in the power of God. You don't have to carry those heavy burdens. My teenage son, you don't, I mean, you know, this is applicable to all seasons of life, but I want our kids to witness This is what it is, Heather. I want my kids to witness what is only possible with God. I want them to see that in my life so that they long for that. And so that they're drawn to it in their, in their own lives. And, and there's, it's never too early to start. I think sometimes when we have little ones, it's like, well, that's great for the later years, but like, I'm just trying to stay alive with a toddler who's, you know, tugging on my legs and I'm hiding in the bathroom and I just need a minute alone, which is what makes the title so funny, honestly, because the title is never alone. And honestly, all we really want sometimes is to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that title isn't all that encouraging to somebody who's like, I just want five minutes alone, yes. but this is a good, never alone. Cause this means you're never alone. You're never without God. You're never without his help as you try to parent the kids that he's, he's so graciously given you. So good. I've all, I heard from someone who leads at our school, she said, there's no junior Holy spirit either. That's right. That's the That's gift right. of an early introduction to this saving faith. Because so often we have children's ministries that teaches the fruit of the spirit before they teach the gospel. And like the kids get this pressure that it's up to them to recruit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, as if it's this laundry list of how to be a good Christian when you better yeah. do those things. And, or we, 
correct wrong behavior. And, you know, please don't hit your brother. Please don't talk to your brother that way. And I remember one of my boys saying, mom, I'm not Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get it perfect all the time. And I said, I totally know that we both need them. Yeah. And I said, but good news. It is the natural inkling to want to hit, to want to be unkind. That is like so normal that that's Mm -hmm. your natural. But what's so awesome is I know that you've, you've professed faith. I don't say this in the moment, but I know that, you know, Jesus, and I know that he's given you power so that you get to do the supernatural response, which tells a watching world, Hey, look how he treated his brother. That doesn't make sense. His brother was just a jerk. He should have hit him. But yes. instead, he showed him love and patience and care and self-control. And so that's a fruit from having the Holy Spirit. That's and so right. it's this flip of a switch from instead of requiring the fruit of the Spirit from our children before they even know the gospel and have been set free, or then mm. requiring the, them to keep that list without reminding them that it doesn't come from their own strength and they can't be perfect, but it's this invitation they can activate, they can recruit the Holy spirit in their own lives. I think is this kindness to us as parents. I say the ultimate don't mom alone move is when your kids have the Holy spirit in them and it's one spirit. So they're resonating with each other. Mm -hmm. It's like this team dynamic that can happen. And outside of that professed faith is challenging. And even yeah. if, even within the professed faith, I'm not saying this is easy. That's no. right. Because that's the church so proves that. Yeah. Well. Heather, that is so good. It's like you're, you're introducing your children to really the Holy Spirit's conviction, right? Which right. with our kids, we call it the nudge or that feeling, right? So when you were about to hit your brother, uh, did you, was there something inside of you that said, mm, there's a better way? Right. And he goes, yeah, but I still hit him. Okay. Well, that was the whole, you know, like there's ways to help them understand the way the Holy spirit nudges us and convicts us and woos us toward the better way toward, you know, the, the more Christ-like way. And so there's these conversations that are happening, even when they're young to point out what God has given them. And like you said, this is nothing that we can muster up on our own. Like, you know, I, I'm very open about when my kids were young, I really put the fruit of the spirit on the refrigerator, like a checklist that I could produce in them. Yeah. Like if I just pair the right Bible verse to the right nice. fruit and then make them memorize that verse and then pound that. And those are good things to do, right? Like memorizing verses, teaching them. It's all, yeah. it's all things we're actually commanded to do. But what we can't do is we actually can't produce that fruit in their lives because it's the fruit of the spirit. It's not the fruit of Jeannie. It's not the fruit of Heather, right? It's the fruit of the spirit. And so helping them realize that love and joy and peace and patience and all these things will become greater and larger in their lives to the extent that they are listening to that nudge, listening to that conviction. So not only does he give you the desire, but he gives you the power as scripture says, right? God gives us both the desire and the power to live godly lives. And so the Holy spirit wants to give us the desire, but he doesn't leave us hanging. He also gives us the power. And like you said, so beautifully, there is no junior Holy spirit. You know, he's, he's for our kids, um, now. And the sooner we start, I remember when I started, this is a funny story years ago when, uh, my son Brennan was struggling with his self-control and his temper. And we have one of those conversations where it's like, Brennan, that's why God has given us his spirit to help us choose differently to choose wisely. And, you know, Brennan was young and I didn't expect him to fully get it, but I just, I believe in introducing the gospel from the second they're born. Right. So Brennan goes off, he comes back a little while later and he goes, mom, mom, I finally figured out who the Holy spirit is. And I was like, that's amazing. Who is he? And he goes, God is the father. Jesus is the son and the Holy spirit is the baby. <laughs> it's like. Mm-hmm. Okay. So more work, more, more work on that later, more but I love, yeah, but I love that he was trying to figure it out, yeah. you know, and that, and that yeah. grow well, and time. that's where I love. And just to, for the mom who this Holy spirit concept may be new to kind of go back. I love with my kids. If we've read through the storybook Bible or some Bible that gives the big picture to give this big picture of the privilege of being that temple, like to really grasp Mm. that God's presence 
led, they walked with God in the wilderness when they were free from Egypt, just like we're set free, like you were talking about. And they're walking Mm -hmm. the wilderness, they're led by God. And they had this temporary space, the tabernacle. And then Solomon builds this temple. And we were just reading about that last night and the dedication to that, of that, um, that Solomon did. And that's where God's presence dwelt. It's a tangible place. I saw it in Israel. People still pray to the Western wall, praying that God would return. And when I was standing there, God impressed upon me. He said, "I, I go with you. When you live Israel, I go with you because God then sent Jesus and it was the embodiment of his presence, the reminder of his image. And he walked among us. And that's when Jesus said, okay, now you, the, the temple, the Holy of Holies, the curtain split, God is no longer confined to this yes. place. And yes. we get to walk around and bring God with us wherever we go. And I love showing my kids that progression of God's presence and this gift Mm. that Jesus death bought us, which is the gift of getting to be the Holy of Holies. Mm. And that's the motivator for the right behavior. Not this keep the old Testament, keep the 10 rules so that you can be right with God. Yeah. Right with God through Christ on the cross. And now I get to be this space that he dwells in and that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And it's, it's invitational. It's really, it's like, it's, it's irresistible, honestly. And then the Holy spirit activates that faith in our kids' hearts. And I hope that's a big piece of the encouragement that moms and dads would get from doing the Bible study is that, that the Holy spirit, there is no part of the Christian life that is not supernatural. Like you just Mm -hmm. said, everything you just Mm -hmm. said demonstrates that the entirety of the Christian faith is supernatural. And yet sometimes it gets spooky around the Holy spirit because of the way we've seen his name abused and misused. Right. Right, Um, you know, we, we go, is he weird? And will he make me weird? And will he make my kids weird? Right. Because of all of those misconceptions, but what you just said, Heather was so beautiful and really demonstrates the miracle of getting to do life in the power of the Holy spirit and to demonstrate that for our kids, And then there's a freedom for us as parents, because as we introduce them to the gospel, as we plant those seeds of faith, as we model and emulate for them, what it looks like to not only live in pursuit of Christ, but to also be really honest about the ways that we fall short in the way we need grace and forgiveness every day. As we do all of those things, we get to remember Mm. that it is the Holy Spirit's job alone to open the eyes of their hearts to their faith, to produce Christ-like character in their lives, to convict them of their sin, right? Like I'm really good at trying to play the Holy Spirit's role in my kids' lives, right? Um, spouse. And, or my spouse, spouse or yeah. listen, or anybody for that or matter, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody on social media, whatever. Yep. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. That's not my jam. Um, but I do think that there's a freedom and a frustration. Let's acknowledge that. Okay. Yeah. There's a freedom yeah. there because it's like, okay, I cannot do the Holy Spirit's job, right? Like he is going to, he's someone who sparks their faith, sustains their faith, strengthens them, sanctifies them. That is all his job. But that can also be frustrating yeah. because we want to be able, right? We love them so much. We know that no better life is found outside of loving Jesus and the adventure. So we desperately want the power to convince them that Jesus is better, right? We want the power to produce that fruit in their life, to, to spare them from the, from the consequences and the pain of sin. Like it comes from a good place. And so it can be frustrating. It's frustrating until I remember, and I'll speak for myself on this. It's frustrating only until I remember that God loves my kids infinitely more than I ever could imagine that he longs for them to live in the fullness of his grace and mercy, even more than I do. Right. I think we think that nobody wants this for them more than we do. And yet God in his sovereignty is in pursuit of them. And it's just sometimes really hard to see. And we want evidence of that sometimes when there's not evidence. And so it can be hard to trust that he wants these things for them even more than we do. And that's when I get frustrated and I have to go back to scripture and remember that he is good. He is faithful. They belong to him. His timing is always better. And there is a plan uh, and a purpose that I just may not see yet. 
with all the extra to-do items on your list this time of year and the great places you get to be, the ways you're making a magical season, I want to take something off your plate, pun intended, and help you answer the question, what's for dinner? With HelloFresh, it's America's number one meal kit. And why I think it is is because you get these fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep and your family's going to love them. I also love that they offer flexibility. If over the holidays you need to customize your order, you can do that in the app within minutes. Change the day, the food preferences, how large your plan is, or even skip a week. It's a great option, especially if you think you're going to have family in town, you need to add more portions to your meals. They make it so much easier. I love that I've done the family meal options. There's over 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian and calorie smart and gourmet options and lots of variety. But everything I've chosen, my boys have loved. And I know that it's good for them. If you want to go check it out, go to HelloFresh.com slash DMA14. Use that code DMA14 for up to 14 free, free meals and three free gifts. Y'all, this is awesome. Everything is so expensive this time of year. I'm giving you some free stuff. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DMA14. Use the code DMA14 to get your 14 free meals. You're going to find out for yourself why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. So I hear you saying parenting in the power of the Holy Spirit is recognizing and trusting the Holy Spirit's role in our own life surrendering our kids to his role in their lives, even their faith journey and that out of control, frustrating place Yeah, that he's doing a work we can't see. And that faith, like we know is believing in things we can't see, but there's a lot happening. It isn't our role to see every little bit of a good outcome right now. It may look real bad right now Mm -hmm. to the mom who's listening. There's no hope. There's discouragement and pain and empowering the Holy Spirit in this moment is inviting God into that place. It's not a, well, I give up. Everything's bad. My kids are off the rails. My my life's a shambles. It's actually this invitation to press further in to God and say, even to the Holy Spirit, help my unbelief. Yes. And fill me with hope. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the many, many, many things that the Holy Spirit was given to us to do, to fill us with supernatural hope, right? That we, I mean, scripture says that we may abound in hope and that's not hope based on what, you know, something we hope will happen. It is hope based on knowing the goodness and the sovereignty of God. And that's applicable to the mom who's, who's parenting little kids right now. And maybe her issue is just, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so out of my league, right? I mean, because I have a kindergartner, I'm still very familiar with feeling that way. Just those feelings in those early years of just physical exhaustion and your soul is actually tired, right? Because of the, the many responsibilities of those early years and the physical part of that and, um, just feeling so unseen, Mm -hmm. right? Like, does any of this matter And the Holy spirit can strengthen your inner being really there is this ability to increase our capacity there is this ability to strengthen our hearts there is this ability to give us eyes and hearts that can see the eternal significance of what we're doing things that just seem so mundane and so insignificant these are all things that the holy spirit can supernaturally do in our lives. I wrote um, a manifesto called the never alone manifesto. And in it, I bullet point like 20 things that the Holy spirit wants to do for us, whether that's count, right. Jesus called him the helper and the original Greek word used is so full of meaning that that original word parakletos can be trans. So mama's listen to this. It can be translated into the words such as, so the Holy spirit is our helper, right? I mean, who needs help? hand raised, right? I mean, we have been given the helper. He is our advocate. He is our counselor. So it's like, Lord, I don't know what to do in this circumstance. The Holy Spirit counsels us. 
uh, when we're grieving, the Holy Spirit is called our comforter. He can comfort us in our grief and our disappointment. The Holy Spirit is our champion. I mean, right now in motherhood that I am clinging to that word, the Holy Spirit champions us in the holy work of motherhood. He wants to encourage us and strengthen us. And friends, I know this sounds so maybe like, of course, I know what she's going to say next, but it's the truest thing I know. He does it through the word of God. We are fueled by the spirit by being filled with the word of God. We have to open the word of God and be filled with the words of God. That is how he fills us with his spirit. The Holy spirit wrote the Bible. He illuminates it for us now. And so we need to open those pages and just say, fill me with encouragement, fill me with wisdom, fill me with comfort. And he will meet us in those pages. And won't he do it? I mean, I'm a believer for sure, because when you get to the end of yourself, you think, okay, this is, this is the last straw. This is what I've got. Things I've been taught that the Holy spirit is I'm going to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for so often we're just continuing in our own strength to do so much. And it takes us getting to the end of ourselves to say, okay, let's give it a shot. I have no one else. Yep. And so much of what you said, the comfort and the counsel and the helper Unless you've experienced being at that rock bottom place, praying those prayers, pulling out God's word and something happening, Mm -hmm. an intersection. And I'm not talking prosperity. I'm just saying God seeing you and a detail that aligns or a person that intersects your story or a, a way that you could have never imagined being revealed. Yes. That just reinforces your faith that, oh, this is legit. Yes. (laughs) Isn't just a bunch of words. I have, I have tested and seen that it is true that God is who he says he is. And the Holy spirit is who the Bible tells us he is. And so if you're at this place and you're thinking, man, I've never really considered activating the power of the Holy spirit in my parenting. Why not try as an invitation, give it a shot, give it a go. And if you're in that place and you're, you're really weary, it's an invitation. Read a verse, read a verse. You don't mm-hmm. have to do a Bible in a year situation. Sometimes we make things so big in our mind that we have to do an hour long inductive Bible study to be in God's word. Mm-hmm. This is living and active. Leave the Bible out on your counter. Have the Bible read to you while you put on makeup or in the carpool line that does not have to be fancy. It does not have to be big and say a prayer. We we talked about breath prayers in the episode a few weeks back. This isn't magic, but it is promised. Yes, it is promised. And it is, I love what you just said. When you do welcome the Holy spirit's presence and power, and then you encounter those things in scripture, in a word from a friend, in a song, you know, there, you start to have these moments where you're like, Holy spirit that you actually start to recognize where he's been at work all along. Okay. So this was incredible for me as I started to write and, and I started to recognize ways that he had been working in my life all along. I just didn't know it was him Mm. right there. And so now I'm so grateful. It's like, Oh, Holy spirit. That's you. Holy, Holy spirit. That's you that, you know, I prayed that prayer and that thought that came through my mind that I know is entirely not my own because I never would have thought about it that way or that scripture that you brought to memory in that moment when I was speaking with my son and I desperately needed some wisdom and you provide it. You put those words on my tongue for my troubled teen. When I was, you know, like there, it's just when my heart was so overwhelmed with sorrow and I began to be hopeful and it was, and that was you. you, you birthed that hope in my heart. So like you said, Heather, it's like, then you begin to be able to say, oh, that was the Holy spirit or that's the Holy spirit, which is simply just the spirit of God. It's the spirit of Jesus, right? Yeah. It is God's personal presence inside of you wanting to make known to you his love mm-hmm. and his delight and his pleasure, right? As, as moms, when we feel that shame when we feel that guilt, when we feel that 
just, ah, I did it again. And I'm such a bad mom. You know, one of the Holy Spirit's roles in our lives is to make the love of God real to us, to remind us of our adoption as sons and daughters, uh, whose righteousness is grounded in the righteousness of Christ that cannot be stripped away, uh, does not waver. And so as we welcome his presence and those are things that he wants to do for us to assure us of God's delight in us, mm. even on our worst days. Yeah. That God delights in you because you were his daughter covered in the righteousness of Christ. And he wants to not only use, have that grace melt your heart and remind you of how deeply you are loved, but he takes that grace and he changes us with that grace. He transforms us with that grace. He, he produces fruit because we are new creations in Christ. And the Holy spirit's role is to help us live out that life and peace that is ours because we have put our trust in Jesus. And then our kids get to witness that. And then God gets to be glorified in our homes. And that's what it's all about. And I think we get to be that gift to one another. Mm, that power, yes. that parenting and the power of the Holy spirit too, is being tender to the promptings of a friend comes to mind mm. and you just send a text and you say, thinking of you right now, praying God's, you know, hope or whatever he prompts you. Even in that moment, I have been so blessed by people who are tender and responsive to the Holy spirit, whether I had a gal, I was in a really hard season in July before heading into book launch stuff. And it was, I think the book hadn't gone to print yet. So I was getting the full download of attacks on self-doubt and all the things wanting to quit the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And this friend had a vision, which again, oh man, oh, getting in the weird stuff. No, nope. but she was bold enough to then text it to me at the exact moment. Mm. And the vision she had, she didn't know what the meaning she had her guesses of what it was, but she wanted to send it was exactly, exactly what I needed to hear to keep my eyes fixed. And I just think we, as a community help the mom parent and the power of the Holy spirit. If we ourselves are tender to those promptings and we follow up or we speak life, Hey, I just saw your son help so-and-so get something in their car and you needed to be reminded that your son was a servant or had a mm. servant's heart. And oh, you come on, preach. You didn't have eyes to see, but they did. And the Holy Spirit is one. And I just think we then can be co laborers. We then get to say, I am so for your child succeeding and this next generation rising up as I am for my own. And so, moms, be that gift to your friends when yes. they can't hold up their arms any longer. That's an Aaron analogy, you know, <laughs> Aaron the Aaron analogy. Yes, there you go. But I'm glad you bring that up because you're right. You, you, I tell a story in the book where I'm like, the Lord was prompting me to say something to somebody who was curious, but skeptical. Yeah. And I was having this dialogue with the Holy spirit in my mind going, but I like having friends. And if I say <laughs> that it's going to freak her out. Yeah. But he's like, but Jeannie, look what I like, but then I don't want her to miss out. Like, look mm-hmm. at the gift we've been given. And so you're right things that might seem strange to us or feels like that's for some, like maybe you have to be super spiritual or maybe you have to have a certain level of theology. No, listen, friend, if you have put your trust in Jesus, God has put his spirit in you and all of these gifts are for you. They're for today. And they are not, they are not spooky and they are not creepy and they are not weird. It is the supernatural power of God that is so incredibly real and available to us today. He, he speaks to us and he speaks through us. Think about that. He speaks to you and he speaks through you. He did it in the book of Acts in the same Holy Spirit that fell at Pentecost is the same Holy Spirit that lives in you and in me today. And we are missing out. We are settling for the natural. We're settling for so much less than what God wants to do in us and through us for our kids and for the glory of his name by not welcoming the Holy spirit in our homes, in our lives. We got to let go of, we got to strip away those stigmas. We got to, we got to open ourselves up to this unbelievably fruitful 
supernatural life in the power of God so that our kids will know because this world is not going to get any easier for them to navigate the Christian faith and to live out their values and to live in that fruit. They need to know what they've been given and they're going to witness, witness it first in us and through us. We are the ones who get to make it irresistible to them. Boom. Get it. Come on. Such a fan. I've been leaning into this like flesh versus the spirit situation in my own mind. And I just feel like a lot of division is happening when our eyes are stuck on elemental spirits of this world, like the Mm. elemental things and the things that are not forever and not eternal. And so this calling and rising up of spiritual and supernatural, I think is the unifier. And if your attention is more on what you can see and what you can control, I totally get that. That makes sense. But this is an invitation to consider the unseen, what you can't control and surrender and faith. And so thank you, Jeannie, for that invitation and for guiding us. And if y'all get this study, never alone, if you want to go deeper and further into understanding what this looks like in your mothering and parenting journey. Yes. And I'm going to point them to all your sites and your websites and our past episodes. I mean, y'all all the things, don't you see why I love Jeannie? Just, you could Aww. listen to her. Just you feel so alive and encouraged. So God's mm. using you. Thank don't you. Don't let the I enemy just, bring you listen, down. Girl, I just know how much I need him. I need him every hour of every day. And he's so faithful to show up and he's so faithful to pour out his spirit on those who will just ask. That's what Jesus said. I've been, listen, can we give that word of encouragement yeah. as we, as we close out? Because, yes, please. you know, we say, well, how do I have more of the Holy spirit? And Jesus himself answered that question in the gospel of Luke. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, this is good. The Lord is bringing this to mind. Okay. He said, if you parents who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the father give the Holy spirit to those who ask? He tells us to ask, and then he tells us that the Father will be so delighted to fill us afresh every day with his Holy Spirit if we will just ask. So start there, invite him, lean into him, and know that he will fill you and he will refresh you. And there is a better way, and that is the way of being parent, you know, being led by the Holy Spirit. I got the Holy Spirit goosebumps. So <laughs> I was inspired. I love you, friend. Thank you for having me on. I think you're amazing. Okay. I don't know what your experience with the Holy Spirit has been. And my view is that this isn't some unique or special offering to super religious people. I am passionate about everyone knowing what is available to us through faith in Jesus. And so if this is all new to you and you're thinking, yeah, I'd like a little help in parenting my kids, please reach out to me if you want to know more. And please check out some of the episodes we've done on prayer. I think have been super impactful on different ways we can activate the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. And so um, we'll link to those in the show notes as well. But consider you know, how could parenting in the Holy Spirit change the way you interact with your kids? Have you ever talked to your kids about this availability? And, you know, what do you need the Holy Spirit's supernatural hope for right now? What challenge? And how can you just invite the Holy Spirit into that today? And I'm going to pray over us and encourage you to think about this while I'm praying. Lord, we thank you that you have given us the best gift and all it requires is our belief and our engagement with the gift you've given us. I pray, Lord, that we would open our hearts and our minds to consider what you've made available to us. If we've never, ever interacted with the power of the Holy Spirit to read in your word about what's promised us to read Jeannie's study and her work on the power of the Holy Spirit and what we have been promised. And I pray, Lord, that we would give it a shot right now in this moment. Say, Lord, I present to you my hard thing, the thing that is causing me fear, the thing that is making me feel discouraged and depressed 
in regards to my parenting, to my marriage, to my work, to my friendships, to my family. And I ask you to give me supernatural eyes to see the situation, to fill me to overflowing with your hope and your peace and your kindness and your compassion as I engage those around me. And I pray that I would ask for that filling whenever I'm feeling depleted and that I may walk out into this world shining a light for you, not because of what I have to give, but because of who you are in me. I pray, Lord, for each mom and dad represented who's listening, that they would surrender to you and your abilities through them right now in this moment and and the abilities to move in their kids, God, to never underestimate the power of your work in their hearts, in their lives, that you're drawing them, you're wooing them, you love them beyond anything we can imagine. Lord, I present these children to you for your work in their hearts, in their lives, even in the challenges that they're currently facing. Redeem and restore all the hurt and the pain that this world brings. And Jesus' name, amen. Okay, have a very happy Thanksgiving. I was reading in Colossians and this phrase popped out at me. I put it in my newsletter last week, but it's um, Paul saying abounding in Thanksgiving, which is overflowing, superfluous Thanksgiving. And I was thinking about how sometimes it's a challenge just to get people to say a couple things they're thankful for on Thanksgiving Day around the table. And what would it look like if the words that came out of my mouth were abounding with thanks? What, how, what kind of person would I be? What kind of witness would I have if Thanksgiving just flew out of my mouth? And I think we don't do it because it seems Pollyanna or in denial of the challenges. It's not realistic. And so it's something that I'm personally going to think about this week and just invite you to consider for yourself. What would abounding in Thanksgiving look like for you and your family and even in the hard things? Meet me back here next week. It's our last episode of the year. It's with my friend Rachel Wade, and we're going to talk about honor in our holidays. And I think it's another invitation, not on more things to do, but on how to be around your people. And so I'll see you here next week. Y'all have a great one. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.